Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's been a very, very big week, but it's an important week around the country uh, as well. Uh, as we observe NAIDOC week this week, an opportunity for us to learn about shared histories, cultures and achievement, to celebrate Aboriginal culture, practices, people and learn a bit more about the traditional owners of the lands that we're on and develop a greater understanding of our first Australians' history, their culture. There's the Deadly and Proud campaign. And it did get me thinking about the role that sport has played and and the crucial role it's played, I think, in connecting us to our Indigenous and first Australians and vice versa. And um, one man who was one of the pioneers of that uh, coming across from WA to play uh, in the VFL in in the very early days uh, in the 70s as well and uh, a proud Noongar man uh, who have been, I think, the contribution of the Noongar Nation to uh, AFL and Australian football as a whole uh, is second to none when you think Polly Farmer, Buddy Franklin, Nicky Winmar, the Crackers, the Matiras, the Kickets, uh, the list goes on and on. But one man at the very top of that tree, he's a legend of the Australian Football Hall of Fame, uh, one of the greats. Barry Cable has been good enough to jump on the line. Barry, hello to you. Hello, Sam. Great to speak to you and your uh, listeners. Um, Barry, it's the pleasure is all ours. It's an honour to, to have you on the show. You're, Thank you. When it comes to NAIDOC week, I was just speaking there about obviously what the week is about, but reflecting on the important role that sport has played in, in, in strengthening that connection, how do you see the, the role of sport and how important was it for you? Oh, well, it's always been really important. And I, I think you summed it up pretty well when you gave out your list of all the things that the Indigenous people have have shown over the years and sport has also been you know one of the big ones because it it um, indigenous people when it all began uh, were never well off in terms of money and all that sort of stuff so there's a lot of sports they couldn't necessarily get into even though that they could have been good at it but uh, football was always something that was pretty easy uh, just by you know just get a pair of boots and a pair of shorts and go out and play and uh, the clubs uh, supplied the jumpers, all that sort of stuff. And then through that, I believe a lot of players uh, in particular, and particularly a lot of young people, realised that um, a lot of Indigenous uh, boys were very good at the game and they had very good natural skills. And I think that that's been a real big winner over the years. And, of course, since then, there's been a lot of Indigenous people that have done extremely well in other sports, which has been terrific. Uh, and just one that comes to mind immediately is uh, Cathy Freeman, of yep. course, in the athletics, uh, Yvonne Goulagong in, in the tennis. Um, you know, we had Lionel Rose in boxing. Uh, so there's been, you know, there's been a lot of them. And there's there's heaps of them that play in the rugby. Um, so, you know, that's been good. But then, of course, apart from sport, they've also been very good in the arts mm. and the music. So, you know, they've never been short of talent. In, in any of those things. And, of course, over the years, I'm hoping that, um, you know, things are getting better 
they're getting to a situation where these people can get sponsored, just like anybody else, and uh, they can prove, uh, you know, what they can do, uh, given the opportunity. And how important is NAIDOC Week in, in furthering, to br- in, in, oh, in, in think, bringing oh, that gap together? Absolutely. Oh, it's really fantastic. I think it's a great week for non-Indigenous uh, people to have a look around and just see what the Indigenous people uh, have, have had in this country for thousands of years. Um, but it's never been displayed. Uh, and, of course, NODOC Week is a week that gives it that opportunity. And, and by the way, it's not only, you know, like we just said, we just spoke then about uh, sport and, uh, and music and so forth, but, you know, like also in cooking and things like that. Mm. Um, you know, there's just heaps of stuff out there uh, for the non-Indigenous people to really sit down, have a look and just see what these people can do. It's interesting too, and, I, and I, I, that struck a note with me when you spoke about, uh, I suppose, the, the strings of the bow that are broad and many. But one of the sure. great things that Doug Nichols Round is doing at the moment from an AFL point of view is celebrating not just the football component, but also too when you look at the, the jumpers that we wear. So that's the art that you were talking yep. about as well. Exactly. Um, the, the, the gifts that are presented between the teams before the games, uh, the music that we're incorporating now around the grounds mm. after goals and kicked and everything like that. So that really did strike a note with me about there is so much more than than just sport, but it has been oh, a, yes. it has been a great um, starting point, hasn't it? And what did, what how important was it for you growing up in Narragin? Um, father passed away when you were six, and uh, he was from England. Your mother was Indigenous, part of the, the Noongar Nation, and he had yes. multitude of, of, of siblings as well. How important was yes. sport for you to to get feel connection and and acceptance and and, and things like that? Well, well, I think a lot of things, a lot, a lot of times in those days, particularly, you know, you had, and particularly when you come from the country, uh, a lot of them had uh, large families, and uh, we weren't well off, and so you know, it was just an opportunity that I thought uh, might might be able to come my way, providing I was prepared. And this goes for all of us. Uh, you don't have to be an indigenous person to understand this one. Mm. That you still have to have that commitment and that desire and that focus and a dream, if you like, to be able to say, look, you know, I think I can do this, but it doesn't come just like just like saying it. You have to actually get out and do the work that's necessary, and that's for everybody. And so a lot of the boys that have done extremely well, um, it's a great, um, it's a great uh, inspiration to a lot of uh, Indigenous uh, boys and girls now out there in the country uh, to realise that, you know, uh, they can do it too. What they have to do is just commit themselves and have a goal and, and set it and then go for it. Speaking to Australian Football Hall of Famer Barry Cable, uh, two VFL premierships with North Melbourne in 75 and 77, four waffle premierships in 66, 7, 8, and then 78, three Sandover medals, Sid Barker's seven, Perth best and fairest, three Simpson medals. We don't have enough time to read all your incredible achievements <laughs> out, Barry, but um, the... the when you were coming through and, and, and made the journey across to VFL at a really interesting time uh, in sport and especially for Indigenous players within the sport in and around the, the VFL as well. And your experience was somewhat different because some people may not have been fully aware at, at, at first glance, I suppose, that, that you were Indigenous. So your story is a different one uh, and it, like everybody's is different. How did you find acceptance and how did you feel that the, the, the your fellow indigenous players 
what they went through, what they experienced back in the 70s, the yeah. crackers and so forth. What was that time like? Yeah. Oh, it would have been pretty tough. I, I, see, because I, I, I can remember a lot of that stuff back in Narragin when I was a 14, 15-year-old. Mm. Because when you come from a country town, everybody knows uh, who you are, where you come from, all that sort of stuff. But, of course, when I left Narragin and then came to the city and then, of course, went to Melbourne, because my mother was fair and I was I'm fair-skinned, uh, I didn't have that... I didn't sort of obviously have that uh, attention um, straight away. And it was only when people knew... And so then people, you know, carry on and say all the sort of things they want to say. But um, is that right? Me, so people actually changed the way they treated you once they found out. Um, well, you know, I mean, uh, that's that's mainly when when I was in the country. Yep. Uh, yep. Because you know, like I say, they knew who you were and all that sort of stuff. But um, it was um, like a lot of. Um, and, um, People like myself, half cast if you can call us, there's probably quarter cast as well. Um, you know, a lot of them sort of were in a position where it was better for them to get out. They probably thought it was a lot better to get out and away from where they they were, and um, if you like, uh, start a new life. Um, for me, it wasn't that way. I, I just wanted to play football. I was encouraged by my mother, my brother. Uh, my, my wife or my girlfriend at that time, but my wife now, we've been married for over, been, been involved with each other for now over 60 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just looked at myself as a normal person mm. and uh, was just prepared to give it my best shot. And it was as simple as that, really. It was a, a big moment uh, on Saturday night at Marvel Stadium where Sean Burgoyne uh, played his 400th game. And, um, sure. A lot of the narrative around that at the time was that he, he was the first uh, Indigenous player to play 400 VFL, AFL games. And you and I were chatting off air before we got started. Yeah. And uh, you made me aware of a, a fact that I wish, I, and I apologise to you, that I wasn't aware of last week <laughs> as part of the build-up. And, so, and I called the game as well. Uh, enlighten yeah. those who are listening now and how you enlightened me about that particular statistic. Oh, well, <clears throat> back in 1979, I played at 400 games. So I've been the first player to play 400 games and the first Indigenous player to play 400 games. Um, and it was just the fact that you sort of played uh, some of your games in Western Australia and some of your games in Victoria. Um, but what people don't understand is that you know, Division One of Australian rules football has always been Victoria, South Australia, Western Australia and Tasmania. And when you played in carnivals, that's how it was. So the the national comp has always been Division One. So all of those players that played in Division One, that's how it is. It's as simple as that. Um, but of course, sometimes you know people just don't want to uh, recognise it or, or rate it. Um, and and you know that's uh, that, that's their opinion. I mean, they can do that. But there's nothing written in the books or anything that I've ever read that says that. Um, I didn't play 400 Australian rules football games and and that's what I've done. And so I'm happy to be in that situation. But let me also say this at the same time to say that all those boys that played 400 games, including Shane, is a fantastic effort. Mm. I mean, anybody can get to 400 is just a magnificent magnificent effort because it's just not easy. And I know a lot of them played, you know, I think some of them played, what, 19 19 years or or so. Yep. 19 and 20 years. I mean, I was fortunate. I only played eight, 18 years <laughs> at, an average of 20, at, a, at an average of 22 games a year. 
Well, 225 with Perth, 115 North Melbourne, 43 at East Perth, and 20 games uh, for Western Australia, and a game for Victoria as well. State game, yeah, yeah, 1976. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, so yeah, so it just all depends. I mean, if they want to say, if the Victorians are VFL, if they want to keep sticking to the VFL, which it shouldn't be, it should be Australian rules football. Yep. Or national. Um, but if they want to stick to the VFL, well, then what they should be saying is that those boys who played those games uh, were played, you know, th- that's a VFL record, and that's fine if they want to say that. But it's not the national record. The national record for Australian rules football um, in this particular case is what I did in 79 when I played my, my 400th game. Well... I feel like we're learning even more than just NAIDOC week with you, Barry Cable. But, <laughs> hey, before I let you go, um, how do you see football these days? When you watch it, do you enjoy the game still? Uh, does it frustrate you? Do, you? do you still revel in it? How, what's your relationship with footy like now? Still love it. Still love it. Uh, but get frustrated like a lot of people who watch footy on telly. Um, and certainly get frustrated with some of the uh, things that happen. For example, goal kicking is the worst I've ever seen in all the years I've followed and played footy. Yes. And that's about, what, 60 years. Um, it's, it's the worst I've ever seen from blokes having shot for goals and things like that. Um, and I'm not one for kicking the ball backwards and all that sort of stuff or having to run off the ground after you've kicked a goal. Like, you've just warmed up. Some blokes have only been on for five minutes, kicked a goal, and then they've got to run off. I don't... I, I mean, I know what, what they say, the reason they do it, because of rotations and all that, but... If I had a good player on and he was, I'd, I'd be leaving him on. That'd be for sure. So they're just the things, the little things that frustrate you as a spectator. Uh, but as the game goes itself, yeah, no, I love it. And it's great for all the boys, uh, both Indigenous and non-Indigenous, you know, to get an opportunity, particularly today where you can play and they can make a fair bit of money out of it as well. So they can make quite a, quite a substantial living out of it. And I think that's fantastic because they do put in a lot of time and they do get bashed around a bit on Saturday. So good luck to them. Barry, I could do a whole show with you, and I'd love to. Unfortunately, uh, we, I don't have that kind of time at, at my disposal, and I feel disrespectful even finishing up our conversation. But can I just say it, it has been an absolute honour uh, to have you on our humble show, and I, and I can't thank you enough for educating us a little bit in terms of NAIDOC Week and the important importance of it, the role that sport plays within it, and also reminding us that you, not KB, the first player to play 400 games. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. That's it. And that's uh, that's in the record books. <laughs> and in fact, there was a story written in the Herald Sun uh, when I played my uh, 400 game by Lou Richards uh, when, I gave, uh, when I came back to Perth. But anyway, that's the story. Uh, and thank you very much, Sam. And uh, I'm hoping that it was great for your listeners. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.